If you're a pop culture junkie who loves TV, film, music, comedy, and other really important stuff, then you've come to the right place. Get ready and settle in for Classic Conversations, the best pop culture interviews in the world. That's right, we circled the globe so you don't have to. If you're ready to be the king of the water cooler, then you're ready for Classic Conversations with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. All right, Al, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. You get the show going each and every week, and this week was no exception. Welcome, everybody, to episode 148 of Classic Conversations. As always, I am your host, Jeff Dewaskin. Great to have you back for what's going to be a strange episode. Stranger things are happening. So I'm going to turn everything upside down and hopefully set everything the way it's supposed to be and keep it as classic as possible. Our guest today is Christian Ganier, 10 from season four of Stranger Things. That's right. Grab your magic eight ball. Should you be listening to this episode? Decidedly so. The magic eight ball has spoken, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Ganier at 13 years old has done more than I have done at my age. He rocked a Subaru commercial at five years old. I'm putting a link to it in the show notes. It's one of the funniest commercials of all time, and likely you've seen it. Christian has had reoccurring roles in Grey's Anatomy, The Bay. He's been seen in 911, Criminal Minds, Days of Our Lives, About a Boy, multiple movies. We're talking Stranger Things. We're talking Presidential Humanitarian Awards. We're talking everything. And that's coming up in just a few seconds. But first, I just want to remind you of last week's amazing episodes. We've got a ton of amazing episodes waiting for you if you're just tuning into the podcast. But last week, legendary comedian Robert Klein and one of my favorite comedians, Joe Starr, joined me in episodes 146 and episode 147. If you love comedy, the combination of both those episodes will blow your mind. All right, so check those out after my amazing conversation with Christian Gunnier. Get ready. We talk Stranger Things and so much more. It was so fun to talk to, and you're going to love it. Enjoy. All right, everyone. I'm excited to introduce you to one of the fastest rising stars in the world. You've seen him in About a Boy, Rekindling Christmas, Grey's Anatomy, Days of Our Lives, and most recently as 10 in the TV show you may have heard of, Stranger Things. Welcome to the show, Christian Ganier. Hey. Hi. Hey, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good to have you here. I wanted to start off with uh, one thing real quick. Just one thing. What do you see? Close your eyes and tell me what you see. Don't force it. Let it come to you. Just like we practice. A cow? Uh, well, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be a dog. It's supposed to be a dog. I drew a dog. It looks like a cow. Yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, it does, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I've never been much of an artist. All right. That was fun. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So awesome. I, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about Stranger Things, but I kind of want to build up to that. So cool to be part of something so huge in pop culture. But Christian, I know you, uh, I know you come from a, a family of all, they're, you're all your families in entertainment, your dad, your mom, I think your, your sisters at one point. So how did you get started 
I've heard you interview, so I know it was in a diaper commercial, but I know you've done so much more since. But so tell me how that was compared to Stranger Things wearing the, you know, the the robe. <laughs> well, now that I know the diaper commercials going around, I probably got to stop that. Otherwise, everybody's going to know. Well, you were a baby, so it's, it's all right. You're just like, what, one, one, you know, so it's yeah, it's like one of that. Yeah. I mean, what, what else would you, you know? How many options does the, a baby have? I don't know, you know, so. Um, pampers, huggies. Right. Yeah, that's around it. Right, you're running, running the gamut. You you cornered the market and what you could at that time. So what age were you when you were like, oh, I'm uh, I'm an actor. I, this is what I do. This isn't what everyone does. Obviously, we're in it right from the very beginning. Like what, when were you aware that this was, all your friends didn't necessarily uh, show up on Grey's Anatomy occasionally? <laughs> Well, uh, it took a little while because I was homeschooled, so I was never really around other kids that weren't in the business. So whenever I would meet other kids my age, it would always be in like acting class or some somewhere like that. And so I was kind of used to being around actors. So it was a while. I think it was like till I was like 10, I started to I started to realize I was like, oh, I'm like an actor. And like not many other people are like that because like when i would say it to my family members they're like that's so cool and i was like oh i guess that is pretty cool i guess not everybody gets that chance so yeah i'd say around like 10 10 and how old are you right now i'm 13 you're 13 all right when i was 13 all, all i had accomplished was my bar mitzvah and i couldn't even talk to people so you're you're <laughs> you're like way ahead of wherever i was i <laughs> I've seen clips of you and you know how to work red carpets. So it, it's pretty cool. So do you love being an actor? Are you glad this is, is your path and this is where you want to go? I mean, I was in Stranger Things, so I'm enjoying it very much right now. That is the greatest thing ever. But you, you've done a lot of cool things. I mean, looking at your, your resume, it's a super impressive resume. You know, Grey's Anatomy, Days of Our Lives. And then you rock the world in the Subaru commercial, which is one of the funniest commercials, I think, ever. I mean, it's like, it's such a funny commercial. Do you remember it? Or like, Or do you like, because you're 13, you did that when you were how old, five? Yeah, I was five. So it's, are you able to like remember all these experiences? I mean, I know you're fortunate enough to have it all videotaped and it's all captured. So you can, you have like these movies of everything you've done, but how much of that Subaru commercial do you recall? I remember about everything of it. Like I, I mostly remember like right before the scene and then after they said action, like that's how much I remember of it. So I remember them like setting up and me just observing everything because I've never been in the driver's seat of a car. So I was like, dude, this is so cool. And at one point, a PA was in the car with me and I just started pressing all the buttons. I was like, what's this do? 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 And they were like, okay, you need to stop pressing buttons. <laughs> the car is going to like blow up. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I remember a lot of it. That's cool because I can't remember things that happened two weeks ago. So it's like, I just, you know, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, like, especially when you're young, I, a lot of times I'll talk to someone who was on a TV show 40 years ago, right? And some have very clear memories of it. And some are like, Jeff, it was 40 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean, it was like, that was a long time. I, but that, that uh, Subaru commercial is just so funny. And so, and I think the greatest thing about that commercial is as you get older, you're going to appreciate how hilarious it is even more because your parents probably love it on a completely different level 
and you love it because it's so funny the way you're doing everything. Every frustration that you have while driving is just captured in that commercial and by you. You're quite the actor. That was really, really good. Really good. <laughs> I loved it. I'm gushing. I'm gushing. Okay. But you're also in a workday commercial. You've done home goods. Do you like doing commercials? Are those like how you fill the gaps between your grays and your, your uh, stranger things and stuff like that? Is just, is that an ongoing thing where you're auditioning for commercials? Uh, yeah, I like doing commercials. They're um, nice and short, so they're fun to do. But yeah, I genuinely like doing commercials because right. then afterwards, all my family's like, wait, I just saw you on TV. And then they started freaking out. So it's super cool. That is really cool. And you won an award, right? For that Subaru commercial. Best performance in a TV commercial, young actor and actress, 2016. Young Artist Award. Yes. So that's cool. And then you've won other awards too. You're part of an award, uh, No More Goodbyes. That's a movie that your dad wrote and directed and your mom wrote, James and Rebecca. Is it cool working with your parents? Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Whenever I was on set with them, it would always be them taking me to set. So them being the director and my mom being the writer, that was interesting to see that. And so, yeah, it was fun. And that's why we went back and did another movie, No More Goodbyes. We did two together. So I always find it super fun. So your mom and your dad must love working together. And then do they just write parts for you? Is your mom like, oh, this is perfect for Christian. This is where we're going. Because <laughs> it must be cool being able to work with your family. Because a lot of times people, actors, you hear stories like, oh, you know, they're away from their family or something like that. Well, you probably go with a, a guardian, but that must be cool. Like, so do you have to treat your dad and your mom different on the, on the set or your dad when he's a director? <laughs> dad, I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> no, not typically. Um, typically when I'm working as an actor, I'm pretty serious and I make sure to uh, do my role right. I do ask for snacks once in a while. Right. You should demand the snacks. So, you just, so did, you, uh, did your dad at any point, I know he's listening. Did your dad at any point say uh, that you needed to call him Papa? After Stranger Things, did that ever come up? <laughs> no, just kidding. No. These... May have gotten jealous, but I don't think <laughs> uh, man. it's funny because like slowly you start to build up TV families, right? Where you have TV moms, TV dads, all that kind of stuff. For no more goodbyes, how was it working with uh, Eric Roberts? Oh yeah, he was lots of fun. It was super fun acting with him, especially the uh, first scene we did. That one was crazy. It's like three people started crying in the first scene we did together. So it was, it was pretty intense, but it was fun. It was super nice. And then um, something interesting happened. After we were done with the movie, I think it was like a little bit after we did that, we flew out to Atlanta to uh, shoot Stranger Things. And when we got on the airplane to go out, we saw Eric Roberts. And we were like, I was like, Mom, is that Eric Roberts? It looks exactly like him. My mom was like, oh, yeah, cool. And I was like, no, mom, you need to look at him. I'm like 100% sure this is Eric Roberts. And then my mom looked and she was like, oh, wait, yeah, that is. And I was like, what, what are they going to Atlanta for? I was like, that's super awesome. That's so funny. So No More Goodbyes is, is uh, that's a recent movie that just won an award at Santa Fe Film Festival, right? Audience Choice, Best Feature Film. Or, so that's cool. So that's your most recent collaboration with your, your mom and dad. Comes out next year, so I'm super excited for that. Very cool. Oh, so I found some trivia. This was in, the, in your bio too, I saw, but you're the youngest presenter ever at a at the Emmy Awards at age seven. Did you get a cool bag or like swag bag for, for presenting at the Emmy Awards? Did they get that? Did presenters get that like cool stuff? 
I always heard about that. Like you, you get yeah. like, and there's like amazing, like, Oh, there's Oh, it's a car. And it's like, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. One, one year they, uh, they actually had earpods they were giving out, but it, it said the Emmys on it. It said like, forgot what year it was. It was like the 90th Emmys or something like that. I forgot. They were giving away earpods to everyone. I thought that, that is a nice AirPods Pro or AirPods. Um, I'm not sure. It was a while. Right, so maybe AirPods at the time. So, all right. So you were the youngest to ever present at the Emmy Awards. And then I found on your dad. Hey, just need to take a quick break and thank everyone for their support of the sponsors. When you support the sponsors, you're supporting us here at Classic Conversations. And that's how we keep the lights on. Now back to my interview with Christian Guineer. I was just about to reveal some trivia I'd found about his father. A trivia on your dad. He was the youngest, keeping the youngest theme going. Youngest recipient of the Eagle Scout Awards from the Boy Scouts of America at age 11. And this is the best part. They, he'll always hold this distinction because they change the way it works. And so it'd be impossible for anyone else to ever get it at that age. Boom. Pretty cool. So you each have that. I couldn't find anything that your mom had on the youngest. Any awards that she may be in that category. That was funny. Um, digging that up. I love digging stuff up while I'm going around. So, all right. And then Rekindling Christmas. That's another movie you did with, with your parents. Your mom wrote and your dad directed. Very cool. So of all the TV shows you've been on, like Grey's and Days of Your Lives, and what's your favorite show that you did? Like in terms of Days of Your Lives or Grey's Anatomy, like, and then uh, The Bay, there you, you had multiple, multiple episodes, a couple on 911. So do you have any, like, what's your fondest memory? Like, what are, you can have more than one, but like Grey's Anatomy. How was Grey's Anatomy? That show's been on forever. That show's probably older than you, right? You know, I was looking uh I was looking at the seasons and I was like, fifteen seasons, dang. Wait, each season takes about a year to come out. Oh my gosh, this show's older than me. So yeah, I thought the same thing as well. Crazy Anatomy, the one thing I loved about it is they had to do chest compressions because I was like dying, I think. I, I don't know. They had to um do chest compressions okay. on me. And so because of that, they can't actually do that to me. Because it could break my ribs. So what they did was, is they took a mold of my face and my chest. And man, let me just tell you that mold, like that whole process of the mold was funky. It was weird. But um, after we were done, they filled it in and they made like, they made like a body double of me and it looked the exact same. Like it was so identical to me. It was crazy. Like the amount of detail. They even had like my veins lined up. Even I was like, whoa, how'd you get that? Well, how did, how did you know? Well, what, where's the camera? Well, how did you do this? I was very, I was very surprised on how realistic it was, but it was super cool. That's what I love. That's incredible. Cause I got to tell you, I don't know how you, how you did that. I, cause what they put, they should probably shove straws up your nose or something like that. So you can breathe. Yeah. You ever go to the dentist? And get like uh, something with your teeth where you know they have to do a mold of your teeth. I can't do that. Sixty seconds of that, I feel like I'm like drowning. I can't breathe. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine an entire face thing. I think like in summer camp once we did like the paper mache masks or something. It just I just can't do it. So kudos to you. That's uh, did they let you keep it? What did they do with it after <laughs> you got this thing? You know, I asked the same thing, and then they were like. 
Oh, um, probably not because they're really expensive to make and we could use it as like a background character in the future. <laughs> so one thing they said is we could either use that as background, but I was like, okay, but what about after that? Are you just going to throw it away? And they were like, no, we, let me show you. And I was like, okay, it's a little strange to say that. And they took me back to this closet. They opened it and it was like a storage closet. It was really big. Like it, it was like, I'd say 20 feet both ways. So it wasn't, it wasn't like a small closet. It was a big one. And they open it and it's just body molds of like all different people from all the seasons. And then there was just like a random baby in there. I was like, what the? but <laughs> I remember vaguely the random baby. That's why I remember the most, but it was very big. And they opened it and I was like, wait, you guys keep the molds of everyone? And they're like, yeah, that's what we do with it. And I was like, dude, this closet is creepy, but so cool. And so, yeah, that's what I was, I was sad that I didn't get to keep it, but that was like awesome. They have a closet of all. So your body double might end up in a future episode. And then you got to like decide whether you get, uh, do you get residuals for that? (laughs) I don't know. I should have demanded that. We're going to have to... uh, we're going to have to talk to your lawyer after I make sure <laughs> that you get all the money, you all the residuals you deserve. That scene that you describing that closet, though, is sounds freaky. It sounds like sounds like we're already at the Stranger Things conversation. <laughs> it seems like a scene that you'd pull. <laughs> I could see where the baby would be the freakiest. Oh, my God. All right. It'd be funnier if you also recognize people. Oh, my God. There's. <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, hey, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? What's up with this? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, of all your uh, of your friends that you've come up with acting, you know, that, that you've mentioned earlier, like any of them breaking out like you? Any of them, you know, do you have any that are there or do you have to kind of keep it on the down low how super famous you're becoming? <laughs> Yeah, Sanaya, she's been doing very well. And uh, Sanaya Sydney, she's been doing very well. I'm just excited to see how much she's blown up. So I'm really excited. That's for really cool. That must be that must be fun when you, you have like the group that you came up with and then, you know, boom. Like, like I'm excited that I'm talking to you now because when you become even more super famous, I'll be like, oh, you know, have you back on the show. Oh, we talked when he was 13. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, a, you know, back then. So this is... Uh, so keep making this even more exciting for me is what I'm saying. Keep doing good. So Days of Our Lives. I, I don't want I haven't watched. I don't really want I haven't watched any soap operas ever, but a lot of drama on those type of shows, I'm sure. <laughs> Was that fun kind of atmosphere to kind of be on? Because those aren't aren't those shot like live? Like, isn't that isn't that a different experience than like most TV shows that you would have been on? Yeah, the, the biggest difference about it is um, they have five cameras all set up to do one take and you got two takes you got the rehearsal and then you get to shoot it and then you're done just two takes because they have all the camera angles all right and they already know when to switch the cameras which i thought that was interesting is they didn't just shoot it from all angles and then edit it all together no they had this camera and then this one would go off and this one would go on this would go off this one would go on like they knew exactly when to go to each camera angle. I just thought that was super cool and they were very talented. Oh uh, yeah. I got to imagine they probably have that down like crazy uh, having, cause they've probably been doing it for like 30 years or something like that. Right. I'm like, I was so impressed. If I ever did that job, I'd be so scared. I'd be like, press the button, 
press it, but don't press it too <laughs> soon. Don't press it too late. I'd be like shivering. I'd, I'd never be able to eat KFC. Otherwise, my fingers would be greasy. And then I'd be like, oh, let me grab my drink. And then I'd accidentally press it. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, no, what do I do? So That's so funny. I thought that was super impressive. That is really cool. That is really cool. Was it exciting when like an IMDb, one of the things that, you know, you went from like 31,000 to, you know, I think you're, I don't know, around 5,000 or something like that now. So I don't even know what that means. Like I'm on IMDb too, because uh, once I was in this thing, <laughs> you never heard of it. Anyway, but my number, just to put it in contrast to your 5,000, I'm, uh, and don't, don't get impressed, 588,000, which is, I think I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you. A few people in between us, <laughs> a few hundred thousand people in between us. I mean, like, 500,000 is higher. So technically you have the bigger numbers. So that's more impressive. Oh, I think it's the opposite. This is like golf. <laughs> the lower the number, the more impressive. I don't know, man. <laughs> Just by perspective. <laughs> I appreciate your point of view. So, but as your star meter goes up or down, I guess, which is good, right? I mean, George Clooney might be a one, right? <laughs> Something like that. So is that how actors influence is rated? Like they're, oh, we got to get this guy. <laughs> you know, is he's on the rise. Like, is that, is that actually seen? I don't know, like, you know, what the star meter does. I imagine it's good, right? It means good things. Good things are happening. Is everyone like, oh, I see your star meter is going to get you an audition or something? Uh, yeah, sometimes it's not all the time. I mean, it's pretty rare, but I think they really cast you depending upon if you are playing a kid, if you're, if you look like the parents, you know, sometimes I've seen actually that it doesn't matter about your looks that they like the kids so much, but he didn't, he looked nothing like the parents. So they fired the parents and got new ones. And I was like, whoa, they must have really liked that actor. So I thought that was interesting, but it mostly depends on if you look like, if you look right and they feel like that's you for the role. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if we want you for this role, but we'll offer them this role because we think they'll be really good for this one. I've had that happen a couple of times and also some, it mostly just depends on your acting and if they like it. If you could focus on one particular thing, meaning like, get on a TV show, like an ongoing, not like, not like a guest star, like like have your own show or just focus on movies. I know, I know people do both now. I know, I know it's okay like, to go both back and forth, but where do you like want your career to focus as you're moving forward? Would you rather be like the movie guy or is it, you think it's fun to kind of do a, a TV show and settle into a character for hundreds of episodes, you know, that kind of thing? You know, movie or tv show as long as i'm in the mcu as long as i'm in a marvel movie i don't care man i'd love both all right all right so all right 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 because all right that's a good answer because now with marvel you can get a disney plus series and then expand to the all right so well played well played with that answer is there any characters or uh superheroes that in the mcu that you've thought about that you'd want to play from a very young age i never really cut my hair and uh i was always pretty riled up so i always thought of myself as young thor so i don't know young thor Go play the part all right, all right. Oh, that'd be kind of cool oh, oh yeah that would be good that would be like a disney plus the origin story of thor yeah yeah I could see that. I saw pictures of your hair. You had, you had quite a head of hair versus uh, your Stranger Things uh, uh, do. But um, I, one more thing before we talk about Stranger Things, which I thought this was incredible. The Presidential Humanitarian Award. 
You got this uh, from Obama and President Obama in 2017 for work with inner city after school programs like See Me Learn and nonprofit organizations like the Salvation Army. Part one question is, how did you get involved in doing so much charity work at a level to get the president's attention? And then, you know, is it a family thing? Do you guys all kind of do that or like what inspired that? I think it's amazing. And then, then I'll ask you questions about actually getting the award. Yeah, I've always just wanted to help people. My father's, he kind of got me into that and made me realize it from a very young age that not everybody has what I have. And so I wanted to help them with that and give back a little. And so what we did is, is we usually keep canola bars or like crackers or something in our car. And whenever we see homeless people, we give them out in hopes that that'll help them somehow. That is amazing. And then what was the ceremony like? Just kind of getting that medal and all that kind of stuff. You know, like, do you have a picture with the president? I take it, I'm sure. I was, I was eight. So I was just excited to be at a new fancy room. I was like, dude, fancy room, spiral stairs. I'm going crazy. <laughs> so I, I was just glad to be there. I didn't even know what I was there for. And I was afterwards, I was like, wait, I'm getting an award. And then my dad told me and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Wait, it's from the president. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm royalty. But uh, yeah, that was super exciting. So when I was in high school, I think it was high school, a teacher once told me, he said, if you can get a picture with the president, get a picture with the president and you put it on the wall. It doesn't matter which president, right? It's just it's you and the president. And that's something that stays on your wall. <laughs> Like, because like, that's like the coolest thing. And I was like, you know, in terms of uh, being able to meet the uh, leader of the free world. So I'm very jealous. I've yet to meet a president. I've met, you know, I've met people, but not. So anyway, that's, that's really cool. And thank you for doing all that. And it's awesome that your parents instilled that in you. That's, that's amazing. So very cool. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation with Christian Gunnier. We have to take a quick break. And now we're back with Christian Ganier. Hopefully you didn't get so inspired that you ran off and did charity work and you're not finishing and that you are here listening to the end of the conversation because we got the Stranger Things, a whole Stranger Things conversations coming up right now. All right, let's talk about this show you were on recently. Well, let me look up the name of it again. Stranger Things, I believe it's called. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't really recall that TV show. <laughs> I wonder about it's, that. Uh, you have no memory of it. Well, let's talk about before you got on the show, right? Because you, you are in season four, play 10. And were you a fan of the show prior? Oh, yeah. I loved the show. I went to the season two premiere. Really? So that's really cool. All right. So you loved Stranger Things. So season two, how old would you have been in season two versus when you shot season four? What's the time difference there, roughly? I'd say 10. Yeah, about 10 is... And it was like 11. Uh, yeah, I was okay. around 10. So how did, how did you become aware of, what was the audition process like for for the role of 10? And is, is the role of 10 the one you originally went out for? Like, was that, did you go for this role and this is the one you got? Or was it, you know, like like you mentioned earlier, sometimes you can go in for something else. Yeah, I uh, at first um, started watching the TV show because my um, my parents actually... They love D&D. Like, they used to play all the time. And we still do play it sometimes as a family. And so when there was D&D in a TV show, and it was like a sci-fi-ish TV show, they were like, 
dude, we got to watch this. And it was, it ended up not being entirely about D&D, but mostly about D&D. And it was still good. They loved it. And so they were talking about it so much. And I was like, you know what? I'll watch the TV show. I'll see what it's about. And I watched it. Then I loved it. And so that's how I got introduced to it. So when I got, when I auditioned for the role, I pulled 110% of my power to get this. Like I wanted this role so bad. So um, I auditioned it. Uh, I auditioned for it back in 2019. And then I got a call back like a month or two later. And then after that, they were like, okay, we just need, we, we love what you did. We want you. It's just, we need confirmation from Netflix to make sure that you're, we can book you. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to get the wall. I was like 60% sure I was going to get the wall. Then uh, we waited a little while. We waited, we waited six months. Then they were like, hey, we haven't dropped you. We are still waiting. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Then another six months. And then they're like, okay, we still haven't booked you. We are still waiting. And so I was like, dude, what the heck? I, I can't tell if they're just saying that, which... I was starting to get a little doubtful by then, but uh, yeah, a couple of months after that, randomly, they didn't even say anything up until then. They just randomly called my manager and was like, hey, he got the role. So my manager called my mom and then she was like, hey, you got the role. And then my mom went over and talked to me and she was like, hey, you got the role. And I was like, oh yeah, funny joke. Ha ha. I got the role. I don't really get the joke, but okay. And then my mom was like, no, I'm being serious. You got the role. And I was like, what? I was like, I don't believe you. You have to call Constance right now. My manager, you have to call her right now. And then I, I called her and she was like, oh my gosh, Christian, you got the role. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was like, there's no way. So I was freaking out. My manager was freaking out. My mom was freaking out. Everybody was freaking out. That's amazing. So. And that would have been a cruel joke if your mom was just joking about that. <laughs> but that's that's awesome. That is so, so cool. So it's an extra kind of one, you book a role, a reoccurring you know, role on the show. But two, you were kind of a, a fan of the show, you know, right? So it's like, it's a super extra kind of thing to be a part of, right? You get the fanboy a little bit as well. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So- what was it like working with, you worked very closely with Matthew Modine. How was Papa? He was awesome. He was super funny on set. When I first saw him, it was like, we're like a week into shooting. And then I, I first saw him and I was I was still 12. So I, I, I hadn't hit my growth spurt. So I was still pretty short. I was like five, six. So I was like pretty small, I'd say. I mean, some people say that's tall, but I, I'd say that it was pretty short. And I first saw him, he's like six two, six three. I forgot his exact height, but I think he said he was six three. And so when I first saw him, I was like, this dude's tall. I don't know why I thought that, probably because he's very skinny. But I was like, oh my gosh, this dude is so tall. And because I had seen him in the first season, and he was so scary in the first season, because he was like this random authority figure. I, I was like terrified of this dude at first. I was like, I was like panicking. I was like, this dude is tall. He, he's intimidating. It's so scary. But then like a week later, we're the best of buds. So at first I was like super freaked, but 
he was so nice and so fun on set. That's awesome. So, because you guys, you literally kick off season four, episode one. I mean, it's it's a scene with you and Matthew Modine and your magic eight ball. Did they let you keep the magic eight ball? Oh my gosh, you're you're giving me all this such good advice. Why don't I think of this? <laughs> I, I should have thought of this like before. Right, next time, you call me first. <laughs> I, I just have to. At this point, I have to. <laughs> I think like if you were to do Comic-Cons and stuff, you could probably bring eight balls and sign the eight balls. I bet people like would take that even in lieu of like a photo. You know what I mean? Like where you sign the photo. I mean, how cool would that be? An, uh, an eight ball signed by you. A magic eight ball, rather. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I want an eight ball signed by you. <laughs> I think I know someone that can make that happen. <laughs> Wait, who's that? Can you give me the front number? I will, right after the show. I don't want to air it to everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which other, I mean, besides one through nine and 11, did you work, was Paul Reiser, like who, what other kind of, because I know sometimes like you you had scenes very specific, you know, was Paul Reiser around, you know, who, who else was around of the main cast or was this while you were filming your stuff? Not a lot of people were around because they were shooting up in Poland Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then Atlanta, Georgia. And we were in Atlanta, Georgia. But the main thing that they wanted to make sure didn't happen was not only because they were in different locations shooting different things, was also that they don't have actors over there if they don't need to be there. Because of COVID, they didn't want anyone there. They wanted everybody to stay at home and stay safe. And so they were being very cautious with it, with everything. So unless they needed to be there, then they just went there. Did you get to meet Paul Reiser? No, I did you not. did not. Okay. Well, have you ever heard of, have you seen the movie Bye Bye Love? It's from 1995. I wouldn't expect, but uh, if you look up, well, make sure it's okay with your parents. I don't remember exactly what the movie was, but it stars a 1995 version of Matthew Modine and Paul Reiser. They're in that movie together. <laughs> Well, you want to cool. check that out. Yeah, I, I mean, Matthew Modine, these are all 80s people. So these are the people I grew up with, you know, Winona Ryder and, and Matthew Modine and all that kind of stuff. And Paul Reiser was like one of my favorite comedians and actors. So it's the whole cast is it has such a, a neat nostalgic feel in addition to being so cool to watch now. Was it intense for you as an actor? I mean, you're to like, shoot, these, these were not, the happy scenes in Stranger Things, right? Your scene in the beginning is actually the the lead-in that introduces the entire massacre of all the, uh, you know, one through, well, one through 10, right? And so, or oh, I won't give it away. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, was that intense to like do something like this where you die? You know what I mean? It's like kind of, it's a lot, right? One thing that really helped me was the fact that I was a fan of the show beforehand. So I, when I was on set, it made me feel like I was actually there because I had, I had, it, it felt a little familiar because I had seen that room before in uh, earlier seasons. And so me being a fan of the show, it was literally like I was there because I was. And so that helped me got into my character more. And yeah, the scenes were very intense, but I felt like I really was the character. So it helped me a lot. That's awesome. So now when you walk around or go to 
you get recognized as 10 from Stranger Things, right? It used to be the Subaru kid, right? But you still get it. You probably don't get as recognized because you were so much younger that you're probably twice the height now, right? <laughs> Hair is different, right? So you still got the face. You still kind of look the same. But like, uh, but from immediate recognition, probably now, um, have you done the, the Comic Cons or anything like that and got to meet with the fans and all that kind of stuff? We're actually going to Comic Con on the 21st to the 24th and we're doing signings. So that'll be oh. awesome. We're, we're going to San Diego. Okay. Is that going to be your first Comic Con then? Uh, no, we have gone a couple times. I think I started going when I was like around 10. And then uh, we just kept on going. So I've gone to like a, a bunch of them. And we usually always cosplay, but um, I'll actually be in costume as Ted. Okay, well, I, I, have, a, I have an idea for you. So uh, speaking of fans, right? So there's a fan theory that Eddie Munson character is 10, right? You've, read, you've probably read that, right? Which probably isn't, you know, because he doesn't have any, other than sh- being able to shred a guitar, he didn't seem to have powers later. So maybe, maybe not, right? But uh, <laughs> you've heard, this is, is this something you have to deal with, people bringing this up all the time, this fan theory? You know, I'm okay with them bringing it up. I personally love the character, Eddie. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if I was him. That, that would have been awesome. On top of him saying that he had buzzed hair as a kid, which Ten has. Also, Ten doesn't have any blood on him when he dies, nor broken bones. So who knows? The Duffer Brothers may make it happen. But uh, one thing that I read that I thought was so cool was that Eddie Munson was so good at the guitar. They set up the dates. I don't know if they did this intentionally. They probably didn't. It probably is just a coincidence. But the Master of Puppets, the um, song he played, it was made a week before the day it was in the show, meaning he had one week to master the Master of Puppets and play it and just do phenomenal on it. And also, they didn't have, like, YouTube back then. So he would have had to play it over and over and over and listen to every single key and do it correctly. So I just thought that was awesome. That is amazing. It was also cool that how much Metallica loved it as well. Yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. Metallica was, like, they, they were super cool about it. And I was like, wow. That's All right, awesome. so here's my idea for you, okay? I know you're into cosplaying 10 because you're 10. Okay, but just drafting off the conversation we just had, what if 10, you, went as cosplay Eddie Munson? Now, think about it. Think about it for a second. Think about, like, they get starting getting pictures, and, like, you want the fan, you want conspiracy theorists to take it to the next level and break the internet? Oh, my God, the kid who plays 10, right? That'll be, like, a, the kid who plays 10 cosplayed as Eddie Munson. You know, I mean, these are the theories, you know? Boom. There you go. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> You know, I don't want to start anything, but I think if I did that, they would have to make it to where 10 is Eddie Munson. That's what I'm saying. I go, I think they would have to. It seems like an opportunity. Seems like an opportunity, you know? Dude, you are like the smartest dude. (laughs) Like, you're thinking of all these crazy things. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So (laughs) I I want you to break the internet. The second I saw that, I'm like, oh my God. That would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> get the pictures of you going. Let TMZ get a picture of it. Oh, how did TMZ know this was happening? You know, let 
get your dad or mom to leak it, you know, boom, this is here. You blow it up. And they're like, hey, that'd be the coolest part is then if they write it in because you did that, <laughs> you'd set the internet on fire. I, that would be cool. All right. So what's next for you besides Comic-Con? Yeah, you know, I'm going to Comic-Con as well as I'm going to have a, uh, my mom's writing a couple of scripts, so we'll see how those go. She's always including me in all of her scripts, which is amazing, and I love her for that. But I'm having a, I'm shooting a horror movie this fall, and I will be playing the villain. That's so, cool. That'll be awesome. That's exciting. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So you, you've got this, inter- your home, you got your mom, who's like this huge writer, right? And you got your dad, big director. And you're acting, you know, does any of that directing or writing, is that rubbing off on you? And maybe not this at this moment, but you could see you could become that triple threat as you go. You know, if you got the writing in you too and all that kind of stuff. You know, I've always, I've always pitched ideas to my mom and then she'll tell me if they're like, eh, or if they're good. So some, I was uh, pretty general. I was like, wait, mom, I have the best movie idea ever. What if aliens invade earth and then my mom was like oh okay yeah that 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 could work there's been like a couple hundred movies about that but you know and then i was like wait but what if there was earthquakes and volcanoes and then dinosaurs and then my mom was like okay yeah yeah okay it'll it'll come but, uh, it'll come one day one 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 of those ideas will pop i think i'll i'll, I'll get if i get more specific and uh less general, I think I could make it. Boom. Exactly. Well, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with me. This was a lot of fun talking with you. It really was. I had a blast. Where can people keep up with you on social media? Yeah, uh, you can find me at christiangadainer.com and that'll that'll lead you to all my social medias, uh, interviews I've done. We'll probably put this one on. Um, so that'll be awesome. But I'm most active on Instagram. So you can just uh, go christiangadainer on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. Cool. I'll put all the links in the show notes when the episode airs so everyone can get a hold of you. And then I'm going to look forward to that Eddie Munson cosplay photo. I'm going to, I'm going to cross my fingers and hold my breath on that one. Thank you so much. I am, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you now, but I'm even, I'm just more excited about all the cool things you have ahead of you. So it's going to be exciting to, to watch your career. So thanks for sharing this moment with me. Much appreciated. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. Thank you so much. All right. How amazing was Christian Ganeer? Seriously, head over to the show notes. In the show notes, there's a link to the Subaru ad that Christian was the star of when he was five years old. I promise you. Money back guarantee. It's one of the funniest commercials. You will love it. It's hilarious. Also, go rewatch season four, episode one, that first eight minutes. Christian's rocking that first eight minutes with Matthew Modine. He's in a bunch of other episodes also, but that's a real focus with the eight ball and all that kind of stuff, kicking things off. Really, really cool stuff. Presidential Humanitarian Awards. So much. Working with his parents. How cool is that? Dad is a director. Mom is a writer. So cool. All right. Well, with the interview over, that can only mean one thing. That's right. It's time for another trending hashtag from the family of hashtags at hashtag roundup. Download the free Hashtag Roundup app at the iTunes App Store or Google Play Store. Tweet along with us, and one day one of your tweets may show up on a future episode of Classic Conversations. 
fame, and fortune await you. All right. Well, as luck would have it, Hangover Tags, a weekly game on Hashtag Roundup, just recently did a hashtag in homage to Stranger Things. Hashtag when Stranger Things happen. So how could I resist? Christian, nay, 10 on the show. Stranger Things hashtag. Boom. I don't think I had a choice. All right. Here's some tweets. Hashtag when Stranger Things happen. When Stranger Things happen, I hear Kate Bush is running up that hill playing nonstop. When Stranger Things happen, Eddie Munson shreds. Yeah. When Stranger Things happen, I'm usually nowhere around. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. These are some awesome hashtag When Stranger Things Happen tweets. When Stranger Things Happen, choice of personal soundtrack is important. Gotta stay safe from Vecna. When Stranger Things Happen, 80s tunes hit the charts again. That's right. That's why Kate Bush is driving around in the 50 fancy cars right now. When Stranger Things Happen, bring out the popcorn. Oh, yes, the drama's a-starting. When Stranger Things Happen, grab a magic eight ball and let it be your guide. Worked for 10. I'm sure it'll work for you. When Stranger Things Happen, I just turned my frown the upside down. Whoa, I see what you did there. And our final hashtag When Stranger Things Happen tweet. When Stranger Things Happen, it's probably because Eleven wants her waffles. Oh, right. All right. Go tweet your own hashtag when Stranger Things Happen. Tag us at Jeff Dwoskin Show. I'll show you some Twitter love. Go show some Twitter love to all the tweets I read. They're all retweeted at Jeff Dwoskin Show on Twitter as well. All right. Well, the hashtag is now complete. That can only mean one thing. Oh, my God. We're at the end of another episode. Episode 148 is now complete. I want to thank my special guest, Christian Ganier, and I want to thank all of you for coming back week after week. It means the world to me, and I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Classic Conversations. If you like what you heard, don't be shy and give us a follow on your favorite podcast app. Also, why not go ahead and tell all your friends about the show? You strike us as the kind of person that people listen to. Thanks in advance for spreading the word, and we'll catch you next time on Classic Conversations.